This is the Adult Explore the Bible Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study. We examine some questions teachers may face, and we give some teaching tips along the way. This summer, we are studying Jeremiah and Lamentations. I'm Amber Vaden, your host, and today I'm joined by Mike Livingston. Mike serves as an editor on our Explore the Bible team. He also leads a Bible study at his church using Explore the Bible and brings loads of teaching experience to our discussion today. So thanks for being here, Mike. Well, thanks. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Today we are looking at session one. We are jumping right into Jeremiah and we are specifically looking at Jeremiah chapter one, verses four through 19. So at the beginning of each lesson, you'll see an outline in your resource. We have it broken down this way. So verses four through 10, God approached Jeremiah, informed him that he had chosen him before his birth to be a prophet to all nations. However, Jeremiah protested because of his age and inexperience. The Lord responded by pointing to Jeremiah's willingness to fearlessly go wherever God directed. Then God touched Jeremiah's mouth and declared that he had given Jeremiah a message to deliver that would determine the future of nations. Next, we will look at verses 11 through 16. God gave Jeremiah two visions to emphasize two points. God was watching over his message carefully, and foreign armies would invade the land from the north as instruments of God's judgment. Next, we look at verses 17 through 19. Here, God directed Jeremiah to be prepared and to take a stand for God and proclaim his message faithfully to the leaders of Judah. God promised his protection over the prophet if he fearlessly declared God's message. The summary statement for our whole lesson today is God prepares his people to represent him in this world. So it's a good study. We will just dive right into some questions that you may, uh, leaders may get in their, in their group discussion. First, from Jeremiah 1, 4 through 19, what can we anticipate about the message and scope of Jeremiah's ministry? Yeah, the the emphasis here in chapter one and throughout the entire book is that it was God's message mm-hmm. Jeremiah was to deliver. Repeatedly, it says that his message was not his own. It was the Lord's message. So you see that again and again, even in, in chapter one, um, like verse two, the word of the Lord came to him. Verse four, the word of the Lord came to me. Verse 11, the word of the Lord came to me. Verse mm-hmm. 13, the word of the Lord came to me. Uh, verse 7, you, you'll speak what I tell you. Um, three times in chapter 1, you find the phrase, this is the Lord's declaration. Um, that phrase, thus says the Lord, <clears throat> you find that like 350 times in the Old Testament. 157 of those are in Jeremiah. Wow. Okay. The, the verse verse nine um, is that symbolic action of the Lord touching Jeremiah's mouth mm-hmm. and saying, "And I filled your mouth with my words." So clearly, the the emphasis here um, is is on the fact that this this was not Jeremiah's message he was delivering. This this was God's message. All right. So just the repetition of that alone 
tells you that's a that's a major emphasis here. Now, concerning what that message was or the scope of that message, um, it, it says in, in verse 10, it talks in verse 10 about the nature of his message that God that God was giving him. And it would be twofold, both a message of judgment and a message of hope. So this was, uh, he was being called to uproot, to tear down, to destroy, to demolish, and to build and to plant. So there's a message of judgment, there's a message of hope. And the order of that is important. The order of those verbs, those six verbs, is significant because the there's there's got to be the uprooting that happens before there's the planting. The, the tearing down comes before the building. And so God's message would wound before it heals. Mm -hmm. So first of all, Jeremiah's message would be one that confronts the sin problem. Um, he would be delivering a message of rebuke, a message of judgment to be to 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 uproot and tear down the, the strongholds of of their, their people's pride and their empty rituals. And uh, his message would be that sin brings judgment. But after the judgment, Jeremiah, particularly later in this book, would announce a word of hope and rest restoration for the future. That out of the rubble of of destruction, God is going to do something new. Mm -hmm. Right. So um I mentioned there those those six verbs there in verse 10. Um and and four of those describe a negative outcome, and only two a positive outcome. So there's more weight there given to the destructive metaphors than to the 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 positive constructive metaphors. Um and that 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 stands in contrast to to what the people were getting in, in Jeremiah's day. Um, mm -hmm. Over in chapter six, talks about how the priest and the prophets of the day, it's in verse 14 of chapter six, treated, they've treated my people's brokenness superficially, saying, peace, peace, when there's no, when there's no peace. Um, so even, uh, that's saying that even the religious leaders of his day would not call sin what it is. They wouldn't call mm -hmm. sin sin. They were just they were preaching the message that people wanted to hear. They were preaching a positive, feel-good message. Um, you know, Paul talked about that when he wrote to Timothy. You know, that people, you know, they're they're people want teachers who just tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. It's no different today, right? But, but when you tell people only what they want to hear, you're not being faithful to God's message. Right. So <clears throat> Jeremiah, uh, to be faithful to God's message would have to address the sin problem, right? There, there would have to be a wounding before a healing could take place. Uh, so sometimes the message is, is judgment, but the purpose is always redemptive. That's a really good explanation, Mike. And I'm glad that you took a moment to look at verse 10, because we're going to see those phrases later in the book of Jeremiah, the uh, uproot and tear down, build and plant. So that describe what his message would be like. I think it's helpful to look at some of the pack items that are available for group leaders who have the leader pack. There are two specific uh, pack items that I want to emphasize because I think they can really give some good context to where we are at, at this beginning point of our study of Jeremiah. Uh, first, pack item number four is a poster, and it's a timeline of the fall of Jerusalem. And so it will give... Um, 
historically where we are uh, right here and, uh, and allow your group members to place in time where where the book of uh, Jeremiah begins and, and where it's going to actually progress and go to as far as the timeline. And second, pack item number nine is a handout of the prophets of the seventh century, and it gives context for the prophets that God called to carry out carry his word to the people of Judah leading up to the fall of Jerusalem in 586 BC. So on this handout, we're able to see some of the contemporaries of Jeremiah. He is not the only uh, prophet in town at this point. Um, and so we can we can see the other the other men that God called to give his message to the people in Jeremiah's time. Okay, let's let's look at another question. Uh, Mike Talk about Jeremiah's excuses for why he should not be a prophet. Were they legitimate concerns, or was he just trying to make excuses? Well, um, he that, and that's that's a good question. One that um, I'm sure is going to get talked about. Yeah. Uh, and there's a couple. He gives a couple reasons why he should not be God's prophet here. Mm-hmm. He's young and he's inexperienced. Verse six of chapter one. So there's there's a, a statement. I think it's in the personal study guide uh, and the DDG as well, that um, Jeremiah's concerns may have been true, but they're irrelevant. Um, and I think that's that's important here. That they, I don't think he's just trying to um, make excuses. Mm-hmm. I think these were, were real concerns. He was young. And the word that's used for um, youth here uh, it can mean it, it can mean a, a wide wide range of, of things from a from a baby to to a young adult but the the agreement generally is that Jeremiah was a teenager in our terms he was a teenager under the age of 20 more than likely so he he was young yes and he genuinely felt inadequate i mean understandably it was a large message he he would he would be taking yeah, he's he's being called to confront kings and kingdoms and and nations and and he's he's a kid basically. Uh, so we understand his hesitation. So I think that's legitimate. But what did God do in response? What did how did God uh, react to to that? He didn't scold Jeremiah. He didn't rebuke him. He didn't reprimand him. God simply gave him three reasons why he should not hesitate, should not be reluctant to do what God was calling him to do. Mm-hmm. So it's, God says to him three things. He says, I'm going to uh, direct where you should go. I'm going to tell you what to say. And I'm going to be with you. Those three things. I'm going to tell you where to go, what to say. And remember that I'm going to be with you as you go. So Jeremiah is being assured here that his his effectiveness as God's prophet is going to be dependent on God's presence and God's word, not on his ability, not on his experience. God is never limited by our, by our inability or our lack of experience ever. So I think, you know, a couple of reminders here that, that are important for all of us, you know, all of us who, who teach God's, God's word, um, one is our effectiveness depends on God's power mm-hmm. and not our 
eloquence or our experience or abilities. And our success is judged by our faithfulness to obey God's call. That's it. That's that's the criteria by which God judges will judge our success is how faithful we are in doing what he's called us to do. And that's a helpful reminder. It is a timely word and helpful to understand what how God responded to Jeremiah's concerns. God told Jeremiah he had been chosen before birth. What impact should that have on the way we approach our plans for the future? Yeah, God told Jeremiah three things, three, there are three strong verbs in verse five. I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born and I appointed you a prophet to the nations. I chose you. I set you apart. I appointed you three, three things. Uh, all, all three of those verbs um, point, point to God being the initiator. God is the one, he's the actor here. Um, he's the one who's doing this. Uh, so those three things are, are uh, those three verbs are all significant here. I chose you, uh, or other translations would say, I knew you, I knew you b- before I formed you. And, and that, and that means more than just, I, I, I knew about you. It's more than just a, a cognitive awareness that God had of Jeremiah before Jeremiah was born. That what that word means is that God was committed to using Jeremiah for his task, this task, even before Jeremiah was formed in the womb, that God was already committed to this relationship, even before his birth. Um, so I chose you. I knew you. I chose you. Um, I set you apart, uh, meaning that it's just, it's just a verb that's used many, so many times in Scripture, just being set apart for God's use, God's purpose. It could be used of things or people uh, to be separated unto uh, the purpose that God determines. That's the Old Testament equivalent, equivalent of the New Testament idea of sanctification, that he's been mm-hmm. set apart by God for God's purpose and appointed by God. I appointed you, God said. And there are commentators who who say here that it's not so much that God was giving a job to Jeremiah, but rather God was gave Jeremiah to the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can we can say the same thing today about about the church. We can say we can say that about us about about the church and and our mission uh, that we have uh, that God has a mission. And we exist for his mission. So God God didn't create the church and then decide, well, I better give them something to do. Rather, he, God has a mission, and he brought the church into existence as a means for accomplishing his mission. So God didn't call Jeremiah and then decide, well, you know, I better give him a message. Rather, God had a message, and he called Jeremiah to that message. So, and on a personal level, level that that call, Jeremiah's call, would give him this overwhelming sense of purpose for the, for the rest of his life. And and there would be a lot of things that Jeremiah would question during his ministry, and a lot of difficulties, a lot of hardship. He would question his own abilities, as we've already talked about. He would question God's timing. He would question God's fairness, maybe even God's character. But the one thing that he never questioned was this call that he received from God. And he would ha- he would go back to that again and again, I think, throughout 
his long ministry. Um, he he knew this was God's calling on his life. Now, uh, I think you also asked, you know, how does that impact um, how we approach the future, our plans for the future? How how often do we make our plans and then we ask God to bless them? Mm-hmm, what a mm-hmm. self-focused way to live that is. Um, the reason God has given us breath, the reason God has saved us is for his glory and his purpose and his mission. And what that means is that our personal wants and our desires or our goals are not as important as, as that thing that God is doing in the world that he calls us to be a part of. So we, we live are to live for the sake of the call to live for those things that will matter for eternity. There is a Bible skill uh, just as there's one every single week. And this one, I wanted to uh, highlight that because it's, it could be a really valuable part of your leading of your group this week. So it says the Bible skills to read, reflect on and react emotionally to a Bible verse. Uh, read aloud slowly and reflectively, Jeremiah 1, 4 through 8. Try to imagine how you would feel if you were in Jeremiah's situation. Consider God's calling on your life and share honestly with him any fears or concerns you may have about pursuing it. Uh, and then finally, how does God's reply to Jeremiah, to Jeremiah's concern give you courage to represent God in the world Mike, thank you so much for being a part this week. We appreciate all your thoughts and uh, insights. It's super helpful to us. Thank you. From time to time in the podcast, we mention different resources in the Explore the Bible family. Things like the Leader Pack, the Adult Commentary, Quick Source, uh, and others. You can find out more about all of the Explore the Bible resources on our website at goexplorethebible.com. Please join us next week. We'll be discussing Jeremiah 2, verses 1 through 13 with Tim Pollard. He is the team leader for Explore the Bible Kids, and he is always an interesting guest to have on this podcast. Thank you for joining us.